Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ultimately, we want money, right? And if we, and if, and if we can legally take money, people are going to take money. If Apple could probably go, if, if, they, if they would go and be like, yo, you reckon we can get away with like 50%? They, they would have done it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Watch Time. Today, we got some very, very exciting and very relevant topics to talk about because it's all been going down between Epic Games and Apple. There's been uh, some stuff that went down last week and then some stuff that's happened a lot more recently. Basically, it's a story that's constantly evolving. It's pretty crazy. And today, Grace and I are going to be talking about it, breaking it down, giving our opinions, telling you what we think. It's pretty crazy stuff, isn't it, Grace? Yeah, it's actually nuts. I'm really, really keen to get into this. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I should probably this cast is going to be a up. very current, current event episode. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll give everyone like, a little breakdown on what exactly happened first. So basically, yes. long story short, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, platforms like the Apple Store, like the App Store and Google Play, when you buy anything off that store, or if you even buy something within any of the apps on that store, like an in-game currency, Apple or Google, they take 30% of that. So if you spend a hundred bucks on V-Bucks, then Apple gets $30 of that money just for the fact that the app is on their store. Now, the other week, Epic tried to do something a little bit cheeky, which was all very much part of a plan that we can get into. But what they did was they added a way that you could buy currency through their mobile app for Fortnite. So you could buy V-Bucks, but you could do it without actually going through Apple, meaning that all of the money went to Epic and Apple didn't get anything. They did the same for Google Play. And obviously for both those guys, that's a pretty big no-no. They like taking their money. They like their 30% cut. They like being worth literally a trillion dollars as a company. So <laughs> they decided uh, to ban Epic and sorry, ban Fortnite from both the stores. It got taken down from Google Play and it got taken down from the Apple Store for violating their TOS. Now, immediately after this happened, uh, Epic clearly knew that this was probably the likely outcome. They filed a lawsuit against Apple and against Google Play, essentially saying that their current, like the way they operate in the market is anti-competitive. It's not fair. They basically bully developers into paying whatever they want. And they've mm -hmm. basically taken them to into some very, very serious legal action. Uh, on top of that, they also put out a bit of a propaganda video where it was a parody of a Google ad from <laughs> 1980, which I thought was actually really well done. Uh, and then they've also tried to rally uh, the entire community around it. Now, the last thing I'll mention, yeah. th there's some stuff that's happened more recently that we'll get into next. But the last bit of context I want to give is Epic. As they announced that they were adding in this new payment method, which they knew would get them banned from the store, basically came out and said, uh, because we're able to save all this money by not going through Apple and Google, we're going to pass the savings on to you. So it costs yeah. us 20, 30% less to sell V-Bucks to you directly. So we're just going to discount V-Bucks by 20, 30%. So they got all the community on their side. They discounted it on PC as well, even where there wasn't a change. And, uh, and yeah, ultimately now that's the situation where we're at. 
Uh, Fortnite is no longer available on mobile, essentially. It, the game still exists, but it can no longer update. Um, and when the new season drops in less than 10 days, that is going to be a big, big deal. Um, Google is currently taking it off the App Store. So is Apple. They're currently in a bit of a lawsuit going back and forward. And that is pretty much the situation as it stood a week ago. There's been a more recent thing that happened, but we'll get into that later. But right now, what do you think of the first stuff that went down? Because uh, it was pretty, pretty hectic. I'm going to say that was a really good summary. Thank Elliot, you. Like, I don't know if you read the comments on the YouTube video, but people are always saying that you go off on like crazy tangents. Like you actually with warned me point. before I started. You're like, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll give everyone the breakdown. You were like, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, keep it like, you know, on, kind of on track, you know, like don't go off. <laughs> people are always joking that like you'll start with one point and then end up somewhere completely different and then like 10 minutes later you'll be like so back to what i was saying so anyway let me tell you why <laughs> we need that to save was the good. penguins i think i didn't probably quite understand the significance of it when it first happened and then i saw twitter obviously going crazy which is where like i feel like i get all my pop culture news these days um but the thing that really hit me actually was that at the moment we are working on a campaign with a mobile company um, that for the campaign, we have to show how you can play Fortnite on mobile. And I literally like I'm seeing all of this go down on Twitter at like 11 p.m. And I text the client and I'm like, hey, so don't know if you saw this or not. But like, is this going to impact the campaign that we're literally meant to be playing on Fortnite, on mobile, like tomorrow. So that was like my first impact of like how it was going to impact me. But I guess like as a creator, yeah. yeah. That was what, very funny. Cause there was, was, that, I, there was that mobile campaign was in the pipeline for like weeks and weeks and weeks. It was like on the eve Literally. of actually happening. And then it was like, yeah, so uh, is Fortnite literally not being available on your device going to affect this? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, God, that was funny. Um, yeah, I mean, What was okay, your reaction? I mean, my reaction uh, is, I've seen a lot of reactions. I, I think the, the community seems to either be in the camp of, well, Epic violated their TOS, so that's what they get, you know, getting banned from the store, like either, you know, play the game or just don't play at all. I've seen another group that's like, they're all billion-dollar companies, they're all, you know, assholes. Like, I, I hate them all. And then there's people, which I, I think I'm more in this group of, um, obviously, like, don't get me wrong, Epic's profit motivated. They want to do this so they can make more money. I'm not an idiot. But I also don't think that uh, they're wrong or that, you know, that, that what they're doing is in any way bad. In fact, I think it's very, very good for the industry as mm. a whole. So I guess my, wh where I'm where I'm keen to, to start, though, and, and get your thoughts is... Do you think that the way that Apple and Google Play like kind of operate uh, in the like in the app stores, is that like a monopoly? Like, are they do they have like too much market power? Because ju just as a little bit of context for anyone, uh, the only way effectively, but by, by, by some very, very weird dodgy ways that isn't really feasible for the for the average consumer, uh, the Google Play Store and the Apple Store are the only ways you can get apps on Apple devices or Android devices, effectively. This is something that I was really thinking about at the start. And one of my first reactions was, well, you know, Apple's Apple's got the keys to the kingdom. And if you want to play in their world, then that's what you sign up for. And, you know, they, they have that power. They can do with it what they will. Then I obviously sort of came around from that because I think that's just a bit of a 
too simplistic view on the situation. Like the fact is it's not as simple as saying like, Hey developers, if you don't want to play by the rules of the app store, just don't be on Apple phones because it's just not commercially realistic these days. Apple makes up so much power. Mobile is a way of life. It's not realistic for people to just say like, if you don't like the rules, don't put it on Apple because that actually is anti-competitive. If developers had to make that choice because they couldn't afford the fees at Apple. Um, it, it would it would be very bad for competition and very bad for their own development. So I think that's a little bit too simplistic to think. It's a weird, a weird, a weird analogy, and I know there's definitely a better one than this, but it's the only one I've been able to think of when I've been chatting to people about it. Is like imagine if every single car in the world was made by a single manufacturer, and they were like, "You are only allowed to use this brand of petrol, and we are going to charge X amount extra for it." Because ultimately, yeah. that's, that's essentially it. It's kind of like you bought a car, but now Apple is saying, well, you've got our car, but if you want to like use that car, you can only use it in this certain way. And we make money from that way. That's kind of like a, a, okay. a weird analogy. I like that analogy. And here's my counter to that analogy. When you buy an Apple product, there's a certain feeling that's associated with that. And I feel like Apple has really developed a um, like brand value with their brand, which is that, you know, you could give an Apple device to your grandma and they'd know how to use it. You know, it's safe. Everything works well. You can't hack an Apple phone. If you download an app, it's going to be, it's going to work well. Like I think they have with their brand associated it with a level of quality. And I think from their argument, if I was, if I was on their side, I'd be saying, well, Hey, like part of us being able to assure that quality to our end consumer is by having the app store and therefore making sure that any app that is on the app store meets that level of quality. And that's ultimately what our end consumers want to buy our products for. And that is something where I'm kind of getting stuck because I'm like, that's true. You know, you want to know that you can trust everything on the device that you're, that you're Mm. using. Um, so what do you think? Okay, so here's my counter. I, counter I definitely, me again. I definitely, uh, so number one, I mean, there, there is still the argument, like it, it's not saying the app store can't exist. It's just saying there's alternatives to it. So I actually mm-hmm. use PC as a bit of an example, right? Like Steam, okay. Steam is very similar. The most popular place for people to buy games on computer, or it definitely has been for the past 10 years. They take, I'm pretty sure a 30% cut from developers. Same as the app store, mm-hmm. same as the Apple store. The difference is uh, I, I have alternatives and, and developers have alternatives. Developers can elect to start their own way to, to release games. You know, they can elect to put it on the Epic Game Store. Or they can elect to have their own launcher, like what Origin and Ubisoft do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like there are there are options and there are choices there. And ultimately, uh, I, I get what you mean by their, by their brand control. And I think the App Store can still exist and you can still tell you... By the way, there are a lot of really crappy apps on the App Store, just to clarify. Like, it's not like, it's like they have some golden standard they're adhering to. Um, but but I think the point is that you could still have, old, like, you could still allow alternative services that guarantee quality. Like, the Epic Game Store doesn't have a bunch of, like, horrible virus software on it. But it, yeah. but it you know, it exists as an alternative to Steam, you know, competitive in the market. And I do think that, I think that at least... Um, you know, the same way there's all that debate around where, you know, if you buy an Apple product, Apple, uh, like basically does everything in their power and they sue people 
who offer services where they'll offer to repair Apple products outside of the Apple ecosystem. Yeah. They and, and it's not about, like, regardless if it voids the warranty, Apple doesn't want you to do it because then they can't charge you $500 for a new screen. Whereas I'm very mm -hmm. much in that, I bought, I bought the product, I own this phone now, this is mine, what I want to do with it and how I want to fix it and how I want to use it, that's, that's my business. So I think, yeah. I, I, I do get your point. Not, yeah, Apple is definitely not new to these issues. They've had a number of issues with developers in the past they had a bunch of issues with like spotify like i don't know if you've if you've been on this one elliot but obviously they take a cut of um spotify subscriptions that are purchased on the app store yeah. which is nuts like just imagine how big that is so they force spotify to pay that fee on the app store but then on devices like the apple watch you actually can't get spotify on that so it's like price gouging I, I think that's I think like that's a really interesting like sort of side issue. But then but I guess things like if mm. I buy something on Amazon on my phone or if I buy Uber Eats or I order an Uber or anything like that, I don't have to pay the app store. So there are some yeah. weird incongruencies there. If it's a physical real life item, they don't take a cut. If it's digital, they do. I, I, it sounds for me right now, I think it's inconsistent. And I definitely do think that it is uh, it's an abuse of monopoly power, really, because ultimately yeah. it's it's saying. We are, because you, you cannot say, because people say, oh, well, then just don't put it on the iPhone. No, if you're a company that's developing apps for phones, the iPhone has to be like a, a core part, part of your, of your business model. So right mm -hmm. now, the only way to get your app onto the iPhone is through them basically being like, well, you have to go through us or you can't come here at all. And then yeah. they're using that power to say, well, because they don't have an alternative, we can really charge them what we want. And I've seen yeah. a lot of people tweeting like, oh, no, Apple Apple needs the 30% to keep the lights on, you know? They've got a lot of expenses. <laughs> like, bro, they're absolutely gouging people. They know that they don't need 30% of every single sale to run the App Store. And case in point, look at what... And this is where I actually am really on Epic's side. Epic, uh, they talk the talk and they also walk the walk around, mm -hmm. uh, around actually, I think, doing good stuff for developers. Now, don't get me wrong, I get consumers don't like some of their practices because they buy out exclusives, try and boost their platform, whatever. But I'm talking about their direct uh, monetary relationship with developers is very, in pretty much every instance I've seen, very pro-developer. So if anyone doesn't know on the, um, so Steam, think of Steam for anyone who doesn't have a computer, like the App Store, but for computer, right? But Epic made their own, their own alternative, which is the Epic Game Store, basically just places where you buy games on computer. Now, Steam takes a 30% cut. Epic made their alternative, and I believe, and I, I'm probably going to be one or two percentage points off here, they take 14% uh, if you're any random game, or only 8% if you developed it on the Unreal Engine, which is their, their own personal game engine. So they're literally taking less than a third of what Steam does. They're distributing these games on PC, which are vastly bigger downloads, a lot of the time much bigger servers to upkeep. They've got probably similar if not more expenses per game sale uh than what a company like apple would have and they're able to run that as a business model at eight percent versus 30. apple and google are absolutely using the power they have to gouge developers of as much money as they can and i okay. i don't i don't think anyone can really argue that so here's something i'm keen to get your thoughts on around that issue is um, Apple is a publicly listed company, right? Yeah. So 
what would it have taken? Like, do you think it actually was necessary for a company like Epic to force this issue with Apple for them to be forced to make a change? Because right now, I I agree with you. I think Apple is in a really good position. The App Store is a very, very important part of their overall business model. But if what change would they have made that would have appeased developers and people putting things on the app store that wouldn't have actually pissed off their shareholders. Like, don't you think that if they were to make a change that was like, Hey, you know what? We're actually, we're going to, we're going to just, you know, do a good one, you know, oh, be, be the good guy here and like yeah. give you a discount. That would have actually been bad for them as a public company because it wouldn't have been doing right by the shareholders. Oh, hundred percent. But that's, but, but literally that, that is, that is the, that is why, like these processes and these litigations have to happen is that is the problem yeah. with capitalism ultimately we want money right and if we and if and if we can legally take money people are going to take money if apple could probably go if if they, if they would go and be like yo you reckon we can get away with like 50 percent they they would have done it they're a capitalist company mm-hmm. they want to make money that that's that's literally the economy um and, and i think but that's so I, I do think i think this kind of like action actually is exactly what needs yeah. to happen for uh, anything to change and that's and, but that's but that's literally everything that's that's the whole reason there's laws around monopoly it's because we've identified where capitalism can run a little bit rampant it can get a little bit out of control it can get abusive of people who don't have the same market power and that's why we have those checks and balances in there and i think that um that that's what this is i think that it's kind of like gotten to a point where it's like okay this this really is kind of ridiculous at this stage you're taking vast sums of money for really not that much work um mm. and and it, it does it needs it needs to it, there's no way they do it voluntarily because like you say they have shareholders the shareholders want them to make money um i feel like i feel like it's almost it's almost like the law just hasn't caught up with the status of how these big tech companies work these days you yeah. know like it's all well and good to just say like oh apple's just a mobile company or apple's just a tech company And therefore, you know, if they want to introduce a product like the App Store, they're fully entitled to do so. And they can charge whatever they want for that, like demand and supply. If people want to pay for it, they're happy to pay for it. And I feel like that's a totally valid argument when the iPhone was just invented and apps weren't even a thing in the way that we currently use them. And therefore it's like, oh, you want an app? Like this is what you have to pay to have an app on an Apple phone. And I feel like that's like totally fine until the status of what Apple actually is and what it means for the community and the society and consumers of so, you know, so many consumers in the world that it's like, they're not just a company. Like they're holding the keys to this kingdom that society is very much like propped up against. I'm not just talking about the fact that like people need to be able to play Fortnite on their phones. We're obviously talking about the fact that like, Epic is arguing for a much, much bigger cause than just the fact that people want a discount on V-Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think ultimately, you know, like, pe- people aren't wrong. Although, like, to be fair, like, granted, I think from this whole move, like, and I, once again, do not know the numbers, but I would assume that Epic would actually have ended up with more money if they just kept charging the regular price for V-Bucks and uh, paid the 30% on the App Store because they've discounted even, like, PC V-Bucks by, I think, 20%. So like overall, yeah. they they're losing a huge amount of money across the board here doing what they're doing. Um, yeah. So like, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not. You know, numb to the fact that they are 
a profit-driven company that wants to make money. And I'm sure that fundamentally that is the goal behind what they're doing. But I also, I, I think that just being like, oh, you know, greedy billion dollar company is is maybe being a little bit too simplistic. And I, and I, yeah. do, and I do genuinely think, and I've always thought this, I think the cut that Steam takes from developers is obscene it's the reason valve has been able to exist as a company for so long valve doesn't do anything they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees and all they do is sit there not making games other than half-life they pumped out one game in the last 10 years i love i used to love valve man but like but literally steam made them lazy because they were just sitting there with this this bit of software taking 30 percent from every single sale and making more money than like a hundred times the money they would if they released the greatest <laughs> game of all time. Like, sorry, just like wait till we have Valve employees in the comments of this video being like, dude, I fucking bust my ass for this company every day. Like, we're working on really a lot of things. Yeah, no, <laughs> You're but, like, but Valve employees sit around and do nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, sorry, let me, let me rephrase. Like, like Valve, they do a lot there, and I think they actually employ a lot of really talented people. But the thing is, they don't they don't need to run or operate like a normal company. A normal company is like, hey, guys, we need to make money. So we're going to do this project. This project is going to be a thing and we're going to release it at X date. Valve's like, <laughs> we're making hundreds of millions from this this thing. People just keep giving us money and we just we just put their game on the store. It's crazy. Um, and they're just sitting there. They're like, and the guys. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's like, oh, you know that game we're making? Yeah, we're just not vibing it. Like, oh, we don't care. Like, we're making enough <laughs> over here. Like, it's fine. You know, it's fine. We don't actually need <laughs> we that got money. You. But we'll spot that, you. We'll spot you. <laughs> but because, like, really, like, they're not, you know, like, if they were a profit-driven company, they wouldn't have released Half-Life 3 as a VR-only game. Like, that's not, like, mm. that's not where the money is made. They would have released it on every platform, released it on PC, which is, like, so it's cool that it lets them explore awesome stuff. But I think it also does show how ridiculous that business model is in terms of the money they're making because mm. it just it just allows you to exist in this fantasy land where yeah like why make games when you're literally taking a third of the money that every single game on pc sells for without doing any like obviously running steam is work it has server costs but relative to everything else it's not that much Dude, anyway you're i feel just like i'm talking about steam right now like I apple's know. taking 30 percent on everything like subscriptions netflix spotify dating apps like all of these billion dollar companies think about like the amount of money you hear about clash of clans making then think about all the competitors to clash of clans then combine all that money then think about the fact that apple's taking a third of that and also that's only a fraction of the mobile market there's gambling apps there's people buying super likes on tinder there's a million things out there (laughs) that people are just like and apple's just raking it in the super likes on tinder is what's really just like it's really that's getting them over i think it is really interesting though and i think this will lead into the next point um that 
all of this comes off the back of less than a month ago, a Senate inquiry into the four big tech firms being Apple, Amazon, Facebook, and um, oh my God, why did I just blank on that? What am I talking about? Google? Apple? Google. Oh my God. The biggest of them all. They're a little small. You might not have heard of them. They're a bit of a startup. (laughs) They're going places though, trust me. Yeah. Um, So it comes off the back of a Senate inquiry into those big four tech firms, which was basically looking into the fact that did these four companies, do they have too much market power? Are they able to exhibit monopolistic behavior? And are they able to like price gouge basically on the end consumer? And part of what the inquiry into Apple was, was about the app store and whether or not they were treating developers fairly and if they could potentially treat developers differently. Like could they charge one person 30% and one person 15% or waive certain things in some cases? And they pushed back pretty hard on that, but they were challenged on the point as to whether or not they would ever retaliate against developers that perhaps spoke out about against Apple. And um, Tim Cook said to that point that we do not retaliate or bully people. It's strongly against our company culture and um, they wouldn't ever retaliate against a developer for publicly voicing their grievances. Yeah, so Epic basically came out over the past couple of days and basically, oh, sorry, uh, and basically revealed, and Apple had told them that if uh, Epic didn't kind of like, you know, cease and desist with their lawsuit, that they were going to take away all of Epic's kind of like developer tools and developer access to what they basically need to run anything on the App Store. Now, the re- now obviously a lot of people are like, oh, well, they've already taken away Fortnite. Why does it matter? The reason that this is big is uh, for those of you who don't know, Epic Games uh, before Fortnite was what they were known for. What Their actual biggest thing and, and probably what still makes up a huge amount of their business, I'm sure, is they make the unreal engine which is basically like um think of it as like the 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 building blocks that everyone that people make games with right when you make a game you it's basically the software like you know if you would a you know like any kind of software it's the software that games get built in and obviously not every single game in the world gets made on unreal but unreal is generally considered to probably be the best and is made and and manufactures the a huge amount of of not only games, but just software across the world. Um, Now, if Apple removes Epic's developer tools for their store, they can't keep the Unreal Engine updated for the store anymore, which means that a whole bunch of app developers, number one, their apps would just probably stop working in the Apple Store, but also number two, it would mean that in the future, developers probably wouldn't be making their games with the Unreal Engine anymore, which is basically, which is a huge amount of their business. So this seems like a very big uh, kind of bullying maneuver from Apple. Yeah. Because this is is very separate to, and and honestly, this is one where I definitely think Apple's in the wrong because I can can fully create a one-to-one. It's like they changed something in the Fortnite app that wasn't in terms with the, uh, you know, terms of service of the store. So they removed the app from the store. This seems very much like a, hey, Epic, we don't like you. You know this this big other thing that's going on over here that currently isn't violating any terms of service? We are going to punish you for what you're doing over here yeah. by hurting this. And that that's yeah. very much and what And in that, like. knowing that we're punishing literally 
hundreds of thousands of other apps that use Unreal and are on the Apple Store, and therefore all those developers are going to hate you too because you're the you're the one that's forced this issue. But but also, it, it really does seem like a little bit of mutually assured destruction to me. You know, like the two people holding their fingers on the nuclear buttons because this oh. ab this absolutely is bad for Epic. Don't get me wrong, if it does happen, but it's also pretty bad for Apple because, like we said. A lot of games run on Unreal Engine. And if it's all a, of a sudden Apple's like, yeah, by the way, all these apps are gone, that's not good for them either. It's an insane move by Apple. Like, this was for me the thing where I was like, they said what? Like, they're going to pull potentially Unreal from the Apple store because Apple relies on on Unreal as well. Like they have a number of different developers that have games that are in the Apple Arcade that are run off Unreal. So they will certainly feel the pain of that as well if they go through with it. But that's literally what they're saying that they're going to do at the moment as of August 28th, apparently, if they don't sort this out before then, which obviously there's no way they're going to be able to sort out that sort of lawsuit in the next two weeks. Yeah. so I believe Apple, um, Epic is seeking an injunction to stop Apple from actually being able to do that while they sort out the matter because otherwise it's just going it, to, it, that would be insane. I, I can't imagine that it's going to happen. Like, I hope I don't have to eat my words, but I really feel like something's, they're not going to take away Unreal. But it, yeah, it really did make me realize though how, you know, bigger deal this is like and and like like if they're willing to if apple is pulling out the nuclear button over the fact that epic is threatening their 30 percent cut from every app in the store like once again um we all know how much money apps make we know how much like a single app like clash of clans makes now imagine that across every app in the store Uh, i don't think people know how much they actually make i reckon you're gonna google it it, yeah. It's, but, it's but, huge, but I think a lot of people probably don't realize just how huge it is. Their revenue you, in 2019, apparently, was $1.6 billion. That's a lot. Um, yeah. Or, so let, let's say a billion, I think, because there's, there's a couple of different numbers I'm seeing. They made almost a billion dollars. Now, think about the fact that's one app on the store. Apple's cut alone from that was uh, probably $300 million. Um, so that's $300 million. Now think about that as one app on the store, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of apps, um, many of which are doing just as successfully as that. This is literally a billion, billion dollar issue for Apple, like many billions of dollars here over many, 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 many years. If they lose this, this is ridiculous ridiculously big yeah and it's life-changing um, for apple yeah and 100 percent. so you can definitely understand why this is terrifying them because ultimately the reason it's probably terrifying them the reason they're doing this if they if they weren't worried if they thought that they were fine and they knew that this was totally okay for them to be doing they'd probably be like yeah okay cool we'll see you in court like who cares like we know we're fine yeah but the reason they're probably freaking out is there because they're probably going to the office like yeah boys like <laughs> You know, like, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what we said when we went to Washington, but you know, this is a little bit of a monopoly if we're totally honest. Let's be fucking real. <laughs> like, that's actually probably what they're like in the offices right now. Um, like, real. so yeah, so I think they know they're very much towing a very delicate line, um, and that there is every chance that it could go either way. Um, and yeah, they're probably just terrified. Nuts. I'm going to be super interested to see how it plays out. But, okay, final little thing, just because I find this super interesting, um, and and I don't know why it's the case. 
whenever you hear this conversation going, it's all Apple, 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 Apple. And then it's like, oh yeah, Google Play did that as well. Android is huge. I think I think the number of people using Google Play would be very comparable. They are flying under the radar with Yeah, this. but it's it just seems it's it's weird to me. Like I'll be like, oh it also got removed from Google Play. People be like, what? Like like you know, like people just Google doesn't seem to be as in the conversation. I feel like Google did it like a day or two after Apple. No, I think they did it first. Did they? Yeah. I thought they did it like a day after and they were just like, we'll let Apple like take the hit on this one and we'll just like slide in quickly after. (laughs) Well, okay. But you know what else is crazy? Sorry. I feel like we're getting near the end of this topic. Oh no, you're passionate. um, Is that apparently uh, Google... Um, cause this is actually, you know, talking about, obviously there's a lot of proactive bad stuff that, that Apple's done by like, you know, threatening the developer tools, but apparently, uh, OnePlus was about to announce a big partnership with Apple, sorry, with, with Fortnite, where they were literally going to have the Fortnite launcher and their own like Fortnite thing with the integrated payment system, like already active on their phones when they get distributed. And Google literally had to go to OnePlus and basically force them to cancel that entire deal uh, with the threat of being like, we won't let you have the Play Store on your phone if you do this. That's crazy. Which is huge. But it basically just shows... But but once again, if that's not monopoly power, I don't know what is. They're basically saying... They're basically forcing these totally separate companies to cancel a, a, a decision between them with the threat of we have something really big and super important to you and even though we have no legal justification for stopping you we're just gonna like you know give you the middle finger if you don't go the way that we want you to Alrighty, elliot four guys talk four to you guys about it. taking over the world uh i mean Dude, like- i haven't even played four guys and i their twitter is just all over my feed and i'm loving it like I haven't even played and I'm like, this is amazing and this is relevant for me in every way. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's just genius. I think it's, you know, it's like the Battle Royale genre, which is obviously very popular. People like the idea of being the last one left out of a big group, but they've really, mm-hmm. number one, simplified it down so it's accessible to everyone. It's not like Fortnite these days where if you're a newbie in Fortnite, like you can basically just, may as well just jump off a cliff at the start of every game because you're not going to make it to the end. Um and they've, they've simplified it down. They made it super colorful, super fun, super fast paced. Like it's, it's, a, it's just a genius, fantastic game that's taken over the world. I don't think that it will be, uh, you know, like real, I, like don't get me wrong. I think people will still be playing it for a while to come, but I don't think it's going to be this super viral mega sensation like Fortnite was for multiple, multiple years. I would give it a month of people really caring about it. And I, and I would love to be proven wrong. If I'm proven wrong in this, fantastic, because I think the game's amazing. I do think, though, it's a little bit basic uh, to really engage people for more than a month in, like, a really viral, concentrated way. But it's taken over the internet. Why has Four Guys taken over the internet? Like, what are they doing right? And just so you guys know, we have reached out to Oliver, I believe his name is, who is running the Four Guys Twitter account and... He is, fingers crossed, going to be coming on the podcast very, very soon. I have questions but for that man. What's your What's your perception of why they've taken over the internet and what they've done so well? Um, honestly, it's it's just a bloody good game. Like, I'm I'm not going to overcomplicate. Don't get me wrong. I think the way they're doing their social media is incredible and genius and super super smart. Um, but I I really just ultimately think it, it just comes down to the fact that 
it's a really fun game. It's in that battle royale format that people are obsessed with, but it's actually a really fresh take on it. Kind of introduces yeah. the fun party style like of like Mario Party type game with the battle royale, which I think is just genius. And I think, you know, they've made it um, something that's super interesting to watch. Uh, for like streamers so streamers are just basically free advertising like mad over it because they are just playing mm -hmm. it non-stop uh they've they've they're smart they made it really colorful they made it funny to watch and i think that's a huge thing with games these days if you can make it something that is really easy to share and show yeah. on uh on on you know kind of youtube and twitch like it's the be most powerful marketing machine out there um, yeah, hundred percent. And, and, and I don't think they did anything paid, did they? I don't think with they did. Creators, no. they, not they, that I saw. Yeah, they they had some early. They, they did some early access stuff for free, but yeah, they they really didn't really go out there and. How did it blow market. up so fast? It, streamers fell in love with it. Every single streamer was like, "This game is amazing. I want to play this for hours." That's crazy because I feel like I didn't see any marketing from them and then suddenly it was just like literally everyone was playing it i saw some like little clips of it when it was like in the closed beta thing and i was like oh that looks cool uh -huh. but then when it came yeah. out it all of a sudden was just like oh my god have you played four guys have you got a win yet have you got a crown i got a crown you get a crown but like you know that was literally <laughs> that was that was actually it and now like there's and but the way that they're running that social media account as well just you know give it's fucking genius i don't think you can fully attribute all the success to it but it's definitely done a bloody good job and I think that guy, oh. the, the guy running it is doing a really, you know, he's hitting the tone of how to be like a fun, cool, relatable, you know, kind of social media account. And I think that, you know, that, that thing they did um, where they're, 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 they're basically being like, whichever company, uh, you know, commits to donating the most money, uh, we will give you a skin in the game. And I think that's like that, like just stuff like that is so smart. It's like how, how to, it's so smart, how to raise half a million dollars in like a day. It's so smart. I think at the time that we're recording this, they're up to 300 grand, I believe, when I checked, which was like just before this episode. But I feel yeah. like what they're doing right, and I want to like save a lot of this conversation for when we actually get to talk to him, but I feel like a lot of what they're doing right is that it doesn't even feel like a brand. They're tweeting as though they're a person, you know? Like they, they're like getting memes, but not in like a cringy, meme -y way that like brands do memes to try and like be down with the kids. Like they're really interacting with their creator community. They're, and, and do you know what I think is like the number one thing when you know someone's doing it right with their social media is when they have in jokes with the yeah. audience, you know, like all of this narrative around like Tim and like, you know, Mr. Beast and that sort of thing. Like there's a narrative there. And if you've been following their social media account for the past week or two weeks or whatever, it's like you you get the joke, you, you understand the yeah. joke and therefore you feel like you're part of something in that community. I think they've just yeah. like completely nailed it where it feels totally effortless, but yeah, I would like give way more credit to the guys behind that. They're, they're absolutely killing it. Yeah. Oh my God. I think it's such a good job. And it's good. It's good when you can just tell people are having like a lot of fun actually like interacting with it, you know? Yeah. Like, like, like everyone in the community is just absolutely like loving the chats. Like, you know, they're loving, yeah. they're loving the back and forth. They're loving the banter. They're loving the fact that the account's giving, uh, you know, Tim the Tapman crap for the fact that he can't win. And yeah. you know, it's just like, it, it's just good. It feels like a fun community to be a part of, but yeah, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see how long it can hold traction for. Um, I think it could obviously, you know, still continue to be very popular. 
Um, but I think it'll depend a lot on if they're able to introduce custom levels, if they're able to re remove team modes, please, for the love of God. Um, and, uh, and yeah, how they're able to like keep the game fresh. What do you think? Cause you've been streaming it a bit and you uploaded a video on your second channel. You've uploaded one on your main channel now, like as a, as a creator, what makes you decide to upload another game? Because we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when we did the Q&A and you were like, yeah, there's definitely games that I have a lot of fun playing, but that I would never upload because I know that it just won't resonate with my audience or it's not as popular. It won't get the views. Like what made you decide to upload it on your main channel? It got views. <laughs> but that, it that, got that views was... on your second channel, you mean? Or it not got my views when channel. you were streaming? On my main channel. It was no, getting but like, views... what made you decide to upload it on your main channel? Oh, because I saw other people getting like comparable <laughs> Fortnite views on their main channel. But that was literally, that was everyone, right? Like no one initially uh, posted a video on it. The game was out a week before any of us did because yeah. uh, everyone- people and, are nervous. And like we put a toe in the water and people streamed it. And when we streamed it, people had a lot of the time more views than they would on Fortnite. And then that was like, a, That's oh, crazy. you know, like, cause you know, so for me, if I'm playing Fortnite, say average, you know, 25K views roughly, right? Like 25,000. If I'm playing a random game, uh, it'd normally be like, you know, eight, 10,000, maybe 15. Um, but we're playing Fall Guys and like 40,000 viewers. And you're like, oh, okay, damn. Like people, people really enjoy watching this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, why do you think people enjoy watching it? What you were saying earlier about it just being like colorful and fun. Yeah, I think it's colorful, Royale, but simple. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very, it's got that narrative. You just watch a single round and you can like follow the journey and see if that person's going to be able to win. Um, if you're playing with friends, it's got a lot of good banter. It's very, very colorful. It's very like fun and easy to watch what's happening. Like it's very understandable. That's why I think third person games do so well. It's why Fortnite does so well. You can like see the character and it, it sounds yes. weird, but being able to see the character run around really allows for a, a much more, I don't know the word, but, but basically like it, yeah, it just allows I, I you to visually agree. convey what's going on a lot better. I totally agree. As a viewer and as someone that doesn't play a huge amount, I find Fortnite so much easier to watch and more enjoyable to watch than other yeah. games because I just feel like I'm able to conceptualize the world better, if you know what I mean. Like I'm able yeah. to just like see everything that's going on and get it. it Whereas gives you like that perspective. If, if it's first person, it's like quite difficult. I have to be like, oh, what's... I don't know. I find it that was really poorly articulated by me, but I definitely agree with you. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All righty. I feel cool. like that is a good place to leave it for this week. Yeah, very. Hopefully we will have the Fall Guys guy, main guy, on the podcast very, very soon. We've tweeted at him. Elliot's had a couple of little DMs, so I'm keen to get them out of the moment on on watch time. But guys, thank you so much for watching this week. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave a comment. Tell us what you think and um, rate and review on Spotify and Apple. And we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.